Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, the J10 Initiative. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Oh, no. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Father Mike. Father John, and uh, we are with, of course, Father Nathan Goebel. On the left, the goat on the left, and then on the right, the sheep, Father Michael O'Loughlin. Welcome back, buddy. The goat and the sheep. Thank this you. Is, Good to be back, y'all. That's right. Go this, Gubs. This is kind of the old school with the new school and then the whatever, the Plato. And someday they'll make a portrait of us with like, you know, Plato and Aristotle, you know, like that portrait of, you know, Raphael or whatever. Like one's pointing up and one's pointing down. But like it'll us just doing like gang signs or whatever. Is that it? Yeah, just gang signs. Well, because you have like, you know, you and you and Mike started it. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. The podcast. Yeah. So then you have like, you know, the the beginning. The beginning. Then you had the reform. The beginning, 11 years ago, 11 and a half whoa, years whoa, whoa. ago. I wouldn't call it that, reform. And uh, this when it is started the, going curly. This started is going the 500th down. episode. We cannot believe it. And we're... Uh, we're uh, there it is, 500. Yeah. Is there a song for that? Well, I don't know. We, Let all acquaintance <laughs> be as an I don't know the song, though. Well, we're up at a uh, um, the Amon Ranch, Singing uh, River Ranch here in Evergreen, Colorado, up above uh, Denver, and it's the Companions Summer Conference. We've done this every uh, summer, first week of August, for the last 14 years. Wow. Our brotherhood, and Olo flew back from L.A., which has been great. Sadly, uh, we were hoping to have a fifth with us tonight, which is going to be Archbishop Charles Chaput. But Which, he got COVID. And we've been waiting. We've been waiting and we've three, been excited, three And we've years. been planning. And everything was going to yep. be Archbishop Shapu. It, it was like, going to be the big moment. So this is. I'm not. I don't work in the medical industry. Is it a violation of HIPAA? It kind of feels this like Santa Claus just didn't show up, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we none of us planned a topic because we, we thought that we had the big bopper in town. <laughs> And uh, so we were like, we're just going to riff off whatever Archbishop Shapu says. It'll be awesome. And then, like, we all got in our uniforms. You know, we, we showed up for the baseball game. And then it was like, Dad just Dad didn't, Dad come. didn't come. Dad was working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But we got Olo. We got our cool brother from L.A. back, right? So welcome back, man. Thank you. It honestly feels like I never left. It's been almost two years. Wow. Almost. I'm, like, really close wow. to two years. Yeah. But no, it's like I right with the summer conference. The only thing that feels so different is we got all these new guys that, you know, I just feel are kind of encroaching on my territory. But that's, right. that's I, I was even saying that when I was still here. I, I, I literally was like, I don't want us to grow. Like, I'm, I know I'm being totally selfish right now. But I like the fraternity like it is. And but that's not fruitful. That's not I think how this you works. can honestly say that none of those guys go to jelly. So you're totally <laughs> fine. You're still you're still everybody's still intact. I told Father Brian Larkin, I was like, now that I, that's not my place anymore, Brian, you can go there. He's like, no. Right. Yeah, right. That's not his style. Well, um, how many how many more guys have joined since then? I don't. It's I'm doubled. not good with the stats. In two years almost. Now, right? Companions is blowing. There was 11. Up. When I left, there was 11. How many are there now? 20. 20. Wow. Almost doubled. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's been, um, what do they call it, a shot in the arm? That's just a weird phrase right now. Um, they bring a lot of light, a lot of mm-hmm. energy, a lot of joy, enthusiasm, and it's been a joy. I can tell Not they laugh say, a lot. Yeah. I love yeah. that about it. You guys I think seem you'd to love it. I, I think you'd love being around them. So I'm I glad know. you get a chance to meet some of these guys. My one hope of companions in Los Angeles, Father Brian Humphrey just got sent to Rome. It feels like the very beginning of the companions oh. here. So like... 
he and I were starting to plan, but he, he was very optimistic about it. He's like, well, if I, if I end up teaching, then I'll be in Camarillo and then you can live up there and then we'll, we'll, we'll start the companions in three years. <laughs> like, ah, how's the church in Cali? You've had the oh, weird COVID stuff, right? It is. Uh, yeah, but my parish has been very mature about it. My parish has been, we, we've almost doubled in size just during COVID because wow. we have this beautiful outdoor you. area and people, people kind of do what they need to do. And then we, we had the beautiful outdoor shrine and, Southern California is amazing. The weather all year round. So, you know, the really weather wasn't an issue. We never got rain. Um, we just kind of made it easy for people. We started growing with families and, and then, uh, we started having bonfires every Wednesday night and that has absolutely like become a blessing. So if you, if you live in Los Angeles and you're listening, come to the Proto Cathedral St. Mary in Sherman Oaks, Wednesday nights, we have uh, six thirty divine liturgy and then we have fire pit afterwards. We have, we have like two or three non Christians that just come just for the just for just a for bonfire, the, just man. for the bonfire, just for the, I mean, some people in California are so separate from each other now because of COVID restrictions that they're just really grasping for community. And then I met this guy the other day, this gay couple lives right in the apartments next to us. And they, one's Jewish and one's Christian. And, and the guy just told me the other day, he was using our parking lot to kind of clean out his car because there was no space because it's Los Angeles. And we have this four acre parking lot that everybody, you know, lusts after. And he's like, yeah, when we pray, we face your church. He's like, we just, we look at those domes and we, that's where we wow. pray. That's the direction we pray. Yeah, and I was like, that's dude, cool thing. amen. You know, so I was like, come the, on Wednesdays. Point to the sky. That's what we do. And they've know. been coming to the bonfire? No, they haven't. They haven't come yet, but. Do you have any weird saints for like really particular thing like um, bat viruses? Bat viruses. Um, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a St. Rona or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Rona, I'm exactly. sure. Well, speaking of enthusiasm or the lack of it, uh, it's uh, getting late tonight, and uh, we've been spent the afternoon playing volleyball That's and right. drinking Hella's beer. And uh, I, I have to say, Goble, yeah, I wouldn't have pegged you for a volleyball champ, but his team just throttled. We do get around. I had a guy who's like six nine, and he's like Chris Considine, who's like five two, is like Muggsy Bogues style, just like putting it over him. I was like, what right. is going on with my team right now? But we did play. It didn't break out in a fight. We just got whipped. We, we took the last one off. Yeah. We played. We played well. I, and actually, like that was because we we left the diamond because uh, we had four guys and they had five. Yeah, forget the. And diamond. so I had to get. I had to get. You know, some of the guys weren't a big fan of the diamond setup. Um, and um, but yeah, we we played great back in the day. Intramural volleyball champion two thousand one with Caleb Harper. So shout out. Still got um, it. Still. No, this is indoor. This is. So uh, our high school didn't have a, a volleyball team. We didn't. That wasn't. Didn't have a male volleyball team. Let's just put it that way. Um, so we asked if we could do an intramural league, um, so that you could have a team. You could have like multiple teams of three or four, and then you would just play in the in the evenings. Um, so eventually, uh, we we cleaned house. So, I mean, it was Mount Zion. So it wasn't. Well, we didn't really have a name. It was just the fact that Caleb and I both had giant afros, um, and um, so we were, we we looked the part. We looked the part. So, I would say you still look the part from based on what I the, saw today. So, I would say with volleyball, the the key is having a good setter. If you yep. can have a good setter, you can you you can get lucky, you know, spiking. But if the ball is like way far away, you're gonna have a tough time. So it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, there were a few like you know legit shots, and but now it's like we played we played five games, right? Yeah, we played five games, yeah. and uh, then we ate a, a delicious dinner prepared by Father Jason Wunsch and Father Mike Rapp, and who's the other one? 
CJ Mast, um, and they made some. Uh, Not to be confused with PJ Masks, as my nephews get often confused with. PJ so. Masks. Yeah, they think. Yeah. Uh, I have not had a fruit cup in a while. Mike I had a tropical fruit, fruit cup Tro- tonight. Uh, there, there was uh, tropical punch, <laughs> tropical slaw, uh, pork, uh, which is kind of island-esque, um, and then tropical fruit cup. It was a highly tropical evening. Yeah. Yep. It, was, it was legit. So. He never talks into the microphone. We, uh, yeah, we, I, there, it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was like sprinkling. It wasn't. Wasn't that raining? But yeah, I'm just. I'm coming back. Like now that we're talking and we we finally yeah, set up all the equipment. Back. I'm. I'm. He's back. got his sweatpants on. It's night night. I've had night, I've had night. sweatpants on all day. Well, I'll tell you what though. It wasn't just volleyball this afternoon. We have been waiting years for Goble to teach us the game feather. Ooh, yeah. And uh, it was, it was good, man. That was exciting. Yeah, so six-person bid euchre, um, teams of three, uh, two teams of three, and um, I was one card away from feathering and uh, didn't get it. Didn't get it, and that was a 12-point swing. Uh, We went down from 12 points. They went up 12 points, and then it was just a matter of time. So they did take it down. We're hoping after after we finish tonight, we're going to play another round of feather. We'll see, you know, how it goes. Well, (laughs) we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All we'll right, see. Huh? Kids, that yeah. second wind. Yeah. Yeah, you're in. So speaking of Euchre, we had another guest no-show this week that was going to show up to play Euchre with you guys, right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> he was going cri- to play cribbage. He'll play cribbage. So, okay. yeah, I mean, um, shout out to uh, Jackie Williams, uh, who found oh. out on Twitter that her husband was going to um, uh, the Mets and not the Cubs. I am not sad for Trevor because uh, he's leaving an organization that, while <laughs> historic and whatever, like he gave me one piece of Cubs gear and I wore it once, and I physically felt ill yeah, wearing that color. Yeah. Like royal blue is yeah. Father John's right. sort of color, right. and we know that because the other day we were in the park, we were all having um, a barbecue, and then all of a sudden Father John's nephew comes. Wearing the exact same, same outfit, yep. gray shorts, uh, royal blue shirt, and gray hat. Right. And I was like, okay. Like, I mean, that's just the Nepal look. I don't know if you were there for that. My uh, sister and brother-in-law were ce- celebrating their 10th anniversary. And uh, so Jackson, the oldest, was with my uh, brother-in-law's brother, Tyler, right. Tyler Lynch. And they were just walking through Cheeseman Park, and we just ran into it. And that kid, he just like rolled in i was like he could just become a companion we could just like oh yeah set it up sign the waivers have him at the house and he just becomes a priest it's like he just totally rolled with it lunch is like whipping the frisbee at him he's taking it in the face i was like yeah he put down buddy he's like a whole bratwurst yeah after after dinner he ate crushing lacroix he's just like living his best life but but that's what i'm saying the cubs the cubs the the cubs were supposed to be in town playing the rockies and we had a surprise guest trevor was going to come up to evergreen and i was going to take father cj mast who is a big Cubs fan and uh, 13 years old, and I was going to take him to meet Trevor Williams, and he was going to like you know sign a ball for him, whatever. But, That's uh, right. Sadly, he's off in New York, and now he's on a first-place team. So shout out. Uh, I hope that Pete Alonzo, the polar bear, someday listens to the podcast, would really like uh, you, know, you to, I don't know, become Catholic. Maybe he already is. That would be good, yeah. So it's been an interesting week. We've had uh, guys uh, – we were hoping to hang out with not be here. And so basically the summer conference, what we're doing is 
um, it's a week to get together and we usually have a speaker who comes in and uh, we have conferences in the morning and then they hang out in the afternoon and um, I know Goebbels is really looking forward to this 14er hike on Thursday you know so uh, but today was a very chill rainy day here uh, in uh, Evergreen Colorado how, how intense is this hike gonna get uh, have you hiked Mount some Evans? of these guys I have but yeah I'm kind of a hiker you are so these some of these guys aren't really hikers. Well, did you hike it from Echo know. Lake? Yeah. Yeah, it's Echo Lake. That's a serious hike. Yeah, but I've been up to Summit. I, I mean, I, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing how everybody yeah. handles, the, handles the ride. I think these are Colorado priests, all right? It's like every, every decade we can this do is a 14 This is kind of a, a, kind of a non-sequitur, right? but um, I just went to summer camp at Annunciation Heights. Shout out Annunciation Heights uh, Catholic Summer Camp in Estes, Bernadette Buches, et al. And um, they, I, it got me thinking about summer camp when I was a kid. I went to Idrahaji. Oh, yeah. Did you ever do summer camps? I never did. Were you a summer camp kid? I never was. I was a, uh, a band summer camp, and I played, I played the clarinet and the French ah, horn. the band So camp. the best thing about Hummingbird Music Camp in... I did. So humming, hum, uh, <laughs> no, nobody knew he played Hummingbird French horn. Music Camp. You still play the French actually horn? It's actually in the Sangre de Cristos outside of Durango, and we w- we would backpack for a day, stay for three days, and come back. Um, I'm, I take that back. Let's take that back. I'm con- sorry. I'm I'm, conf- I'm sorry. I'm confusing my summer camps. No, 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 no. no. Summer camp was was. <laughs> summer camp was in New Mexico. Uh, the the band camp was in New Mexico. We'd go up there. My favorite part was that you'd spend like three days learning your instrument for this final concert, and then they. But every day for an hour, you'd learn some instrument you didn't even know at all. So every single year, I'd play the trombone because like the trombone is like I didn't understand how people under have played because like there's no place to stop. Like there's, I played clarinet or French horn. Like you push certain buttons and you you play certain instrument they play certain notes but like the trombone is just so random i'm like this is no, amazing saxophone. so i played the trombone or the bass drum <laughs> for like the secondary thing and then i did go on a backpacking camp the lutheran backpacking camp at the Songbird de cristos with my lutheran best friend when i was growing up too is the bass drum that big, big one? Yep. i had this image of you backpacking with your french with horn. a tuba i'm happy that every like let's get we'd it. backpack in hey. three days <laughs> learn our piece and yeah. then backpack out I think that uh, you know, five hundred in, it's time to yeah reveal that stuff. I did so not know that you played. We've got the French two horn. saxophonists. That's impressive. And were you I think trumpet? we should. I think we should do a little. Um, you were a recorder. What is? You've talked about the recorder. Does that even count as an instrument? What no. is what? It's like I a guess, proto proto instrument. <laughs> French horn. Some some guy up at camp. We had like a talent show, and some guy played um, piano man uh, oh. on the harmonica with his nose. <laughs> And it, it was like he was like blowing his nose to the side because it was so sloppy. He had like a cold and it was cold. Oh, jeez! Playing the harmonica. And then was it any over good? And playing? No, it sounded as like wet and sloppy as he was. That really it was sounds, so gross. It just sounds like a bad idea. This is at Annunciation Heights. Yeah. Oh. oh man! Um, I went to Camp One Way, which was a, which was a Protestant camp. Um, where they drew cartoons and talked about the Bible, which was pretty cool. Um, so then the cartoon would get more elaborate, like as the days would go on. So like they would add to it each day. Um, and while I was there, um, that was the one where there was this super cute girl and we, they said, does anybody know how to row a boat? And I raised my hand cause I thought it would look cool. <laughs> 
and uh, she w- decided to go out on our boat with us. Oh, man. And then um, I rowed. Like, rowing out is not hard because your your back is to the, uh, yeah, you know. Okay. So that's pretty easy. Like, I've seen, you know, Lady and the Tramp and everything. I know what happens <laughs> once you get out on the water, you know. So then the two of us are out on there. And then, sure enough, as soon as I get out... And, like, I haven't even attempted to make a move. And I was, like, nine years old, so, of course, I'm not going to try to make a move. But if a move was to be made, it wasn't going to happen because then there was this huge thunderclap. And they're like, okay, everybody, you got to come back in. And so I'm like, okay, now I got to figure out how to turn this boat around. And I didn't really understand, like, I just needed to do one arm. So I just started, I just started doing one arm, like, super fast. And then we were just spinning in circles. And then she let out this big scream. <laughs> and then the, literally the camp counselor had to swim out to oh, us. Oh, no. Get in the boat. Move me over. And by then, like, I'd already, like, you know, rowed for a while. So I was, like, heaving, like, you know, breathing heavily. Um, and then, you know, nothing ever happened. The beginning of a celibate vocation. That's right. I'm imagining the movie Heavyweights. Do you remember that one? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm very, 90s, very well familiar. 90s, uh, I never got signed up for summer camp. That's funny. I don't know. You did hockey. I did hockey. I have one more summer camp story. So the, the, the backpacking one, we had this guy that was kind of like Goble, actually. He reminds me of Goble. He, he, was, he was hilarious and uh, looked, looked similar. And um, we would, uh, we'd be hiking up, and, and whenever he would, I know this is their children here, when he would uh, commit flatulence, he would always go, bear and like, like you know we're, we're hike, hiking so one of my favorite parts of this camp was that you had the whole week it was like a secret santa so you picked a name out of a hat from somebody else on the team then you had to make them a present just based on what you found like on this hike so i just found a stick i carved like pictures into it and things like that and i cut a hole right in the middle of the stick and i called it a bear trap and like i just i gave it to this guy and i thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world like i carved all these little bears all over it and i just thought him him uh scaring us with bears and it was really farting was like the hilarious thing i was like i was like bear 10. bear uh i did the well i went to idrahaji i remember yeah there was kind of like these summer romance i like that christina dell man she was cool <laughs> uh, we used to we used to play a giant uh capture the flag game at the end and you'd have all the different camps like the different ages of camps involved in this giant capture the flag and i love love loved it this time I did, I did the high ropes and I like, you know, you got your harness and everything. You climb a telephone pole and then you have to jump from the telephone pole to the bar. It's called the leap of faith, right? So I'm going up and I'm shaking, shaking, shaking. I get to the top and you have to like step up on t- to the very top of the telephone pole. It's a little bit wobbly and my leg is just, I'm, I'm shaky already, right? And they thought I was having a seizure up on top of this thing. And the little kids were like, ah, look at Father Mike. Father. <laughs> he's sick. He's scared. Oh, man. <laughs> so then I, whatever, I do this thing. And then I was like, yeah, whatever. You couldn't do it. And so my, my friends, Wait, Dan and Elaine, did you jump? I jumped. I got the bar. I got the bar. The leap of faith. It was bar great. down skis. And that was my, uh, that was my, my challenge goal. Uh-huh. I got it. But then I get down and um, this little girl is making fun of me, Ava. She's probably like four. And I was like, whatever. You can't do it. She flies up the thing. Just flies up the thing. She couldn't like jump to the bar, but she climbed the whole pole. No problem. Fearless. Fearless. Fearless, those kids. But it was fun. It was a lot of, it was a great time. I so, love summer camp. 
Summer camp, love. And I think this, this is, is a, I think, you know, yeah. Yeah, young love. Mm-hmm. What about hockey camp? You fall, hockey in love camps with, less. you fall in love with a nice young man at hockey camp. Yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't exactly the, uh, it was more of just like nasty gear and, uh, you know, running drills all summer. That was hockey camp. So, yeah, that was about it. I was at hockey camp. That's right. If my parents were listening, they'd be like, it yeah. It does feel like Because we had no money. Because we spent it all on ice hockey. On That's hockey. exactly yeah. what we did. So it does feel like one. that now with the uh, summer conference up here. You got uh, Father Book over there in the archery range, setting yep. up an archery range, volleyball competitions. Did you you guys play in the rain the whole time? It was raining. It wasn't raining too bad, yo. These guys were hyped. But man. we had some, I was in the kitchen. Pretty, they kept coming in and out. It's a pretty epic wipeouts because of the, uh, you know. And every once in a while, the guy just putting it right in his face, and you know these poor chaps with glasses on. So it was it a mess. was uh, it was a, it was getting pretty a ugly. Pile of people. Yeah. Um, Ola wanted us to have some content or direction yeah, this is, in this. We stuff. are I don't twenty know if, minutes into the banter, <laughs> baby. But it's a double whammy. You got four of us, right? So we get twice as much time to kind of spread this thing out. You know, we actually don't have a you're topic. Being very, you're being very generous with the banter tonight. I just hey man, I'm watching the clock. You know that. Yeah. You grow up playing hockey. You're watching the clock all the time. Well, I'm you just, live by I'm, the clock. I mean, the fact that it we've had however many episodes, and and Olo decides to tell us for the first time that he ever played French horn. French horn. I would act. I don't I even guarantee I don't even you like there know is you. a podcast listener who says actually in episode 416 he alludes to the fact that he plays a French horn. Bethany Doyle, who remembers everything, your spiritual daughter. She doesn't talk like that, we'll but hey, yeah, we'll ask her. She would know. Thank you, you for the Yoshi. Hey, Bethany, thank you for the Yoshi cup. I did send you an email after you sent me a sassy, somewhat angry email <laughs> because I wasn't there to visit you, for you to visit in Denver. Yeah. But I love the cup, and I'm uh, using it. I've been using it in the mornings for my coffee. Bethany found out that we actually all moved to L.A. two years ago, and nobody actually lives in Denver anymore. It's just all all the front, you know. We actually don't even have parishes. So, Now, we're sorry to miss her, but enjoyed all of that, and... Uh, Father Mark Malik, you know, so they're keeping it, keeping it snarky down there in Texas. So, well, yeah, we can go into the topic here. We can kind of keep let's riffing, roll, riffing man. Five hundo, five hundo, like the movie. It's not this, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the movie. <laughs> Guys, remember the that? Legend. It was like the five hundred Spartans. The legend. They defended the canyon. It was okay. So who's starting? Olo. You should probably introduce the topic, Olo. We had, like, like I said, we had to scramble because uh, Archbishop was going to be the big bopper, and we were ready. But This is definitely a scramble. I haven't been here in two years. Um, I need to admit that I have, don't think I've listened to a single Catholic Stuff episode oh. since I left. I what? I know. I'm, okay, how many What God Is Not episodes have you guys listened to? One and a <laughs> exactly. half. Exactly. <laughs> One and a half. <laughs> and, and it was just, it was just for sister. Um all right, so I thought, well, that was a low blow. <laughs> no, I want. I don't. I don't. I like, don't, listen, don't invite us don't, on to what God is not and be like, hey, how many Catholic stuff episodes have you listened to? Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't listen to podcasts. So, like, you brought up that you haven't heard anything, that you haven't listened. I know. No, I, I know. I'm, I'm trying to make myself feel better by just making shaming you guys. That's why I roll. Um, wow. But I thought. What's what's a good topic for 500 just to make it like a big thing? We're drinking some nice scotch here. Um, So I thought, well, it it is, I really like, I don't think we share enough, um, like how many lives have been really, really moved by this podcast. 
And I, I've seen that by even moving and like encountering new people in Los Angeles that have shared amazing stories with me. But I didn't want to make it just about the podcast or about stories. So I thought, well, why don't we, why don't we orient or anchor what this podcast has been over 500 episodes in something scriptural? So I, I spent some time today praying and saying, well, you know, what, what was our, what was my springboard? Because I know you, Father John and Father Mike, I know that you guys had a very specific, like calling uh, encouragement from Pope Benedict through his prayer intentions to start this podcast. Um, and then Goebel and I were invited in at, at various points, but um, I, I think it, I, I can see that there's a certain, um, we were kind of sent as apostles, right? Apostolos means sent in Greek. So there, there's a certain sending forth that we've had. The fact that, you know, Goebel and I were invited in and it wasn't really our desire. I think something of the Lord is there. And then just to see how many people have the access of using the digital media to kind of put the content out into the world and then just forget about it. I mean, we literally send it out there, then forget about it. And the Holy Spirit sends people to listen to this podcast through, through you know, encouragement of a friend or just coming upon it because the name is so cool, whatever it may be. So I thought, well, why don't we orient kind of the good we've seen, the fruit we've seen from this podcast and orient it in the scriptures. Um, so I, I just asked the guys to each pick a scripture passage that kind of sums up or anchors um, what this podcast over 500 episodes has meant to them, the fruit that is born. So I'll go first. Um, and this is, I know it's kind of cliche, but it's the first thing that came to mind when I was praying about it. But uh, Luke eight sixteen, um, eight Luke eight sixteen through 18. No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed but puts it on a stand that those who enter may see the light for nothing is hidden that shall not be made manifest nor anything secret that shall not be made known and come to light. Take heed then how you hear for him who has will more be given and from him who has not even what he thinks he has will be taken away. Um, I, I think in, in, in two really big ways uh, this has been a, this has been a sharing something that is generally hidden and the podcast has been able to kind of share with the world um, what normally people wouldn't experience, and 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 one of that is is just our life as companions and the fraternity that I've I've now in a sense lost in the past two years in L.A. But I'll I know our Lord's working and He'll He'll give it back to me in some way. Um, but there's a th- this the inner working of the companions and the priestly fraternity and the joy and the friendship and the love we have for each other. I don't know a better way. I, I don't know any way of saying how do we show this beauty that is kind of put under a bushel basket because you can tend to live in a bubble as priests and 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 how do you show that to the world you know we've tried to do it through celebrating with each other we've tried to do it through you know running programs and events where more than one of us are there and and then people can just see what true priestly fraternity looks like but i think the podcast has been a way of just throwing it out to the world you know through the media through these recordings and just saying you know what what we have is something really beautiful and and this is this is something we've been very thankful for. I certainly have, especially absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know, the past two years. But um, there's something about throwing this out to the world and saying this is a real light. This is something that our fraternity is something that God has given us. And I don't know a better way of of giving normal people access to this than through just 500 episodes of us being ourselves and sharing our love of Jesus and of the priesthood and of each other. And, um, and this is, I think we've, we've begun to say this is a real light. I mean, how many people have asked for a third order companions and things like this? Like most people in the world, most Catholics want what we have. And, um, and what we have as the companions is something that's very, very attractive to people. And I can't tell you how many people have even said, 
you know, Father, I, I worry about priests. I really do. Um, but I do not worry about you because I, I see the friendship you have. Um, and so the, in, in a very real way, this is a light. We've come to experience that it's a light and uh, we've been able to share it. And then the stories, I mean, I, I didn't even think of any, I, but I, the, the one that comes to mind, um, I, this person didn't want me to share, but years ago when I did the forgiveness episode, um, someone came on and just said, you know, I, I was so convicted by your forgiveness episode that I, I went to, uh, I think I've shared this before probably, but it just, it just still sticks in my mind. You know, I, I, I went to go ask my brother for forgiveness who I'd hurt really, really bad, hadn't talked to him in years. And she said, I literally just showed up at his door, which nobody nowadays does. You always call ahead. Mm-hmm. I showed up at his door and I knocked on the door and, and he literally just came to the door in tears. And she said he was ready to kill himself. And he, like, it was, that was the day, you know, that was the moment. Wow. And then she came and, and she just started up. I just, she didn't know he was about to. So she just started saying, I came here to apologize and ask for your, ask for your forgiveness. And, and that just absolutely shook him out of it. And obviously the Holy Spirit was working uh, in an incredible, God. incredible way, um, in a way that we could never control. You know, and then this, the second thing I just want to say is that the reason why I started a new podcast in L.A. Um, called What God Is Not is that when I got to L.A. and I started meeting new people, um, and especially secular people, people that would never, if I said, hey, come to my Divine Liturgy on Sunday morning, they would never do that. They would never come to my church. That's just, that's so far from their awareness. It's in, And it has to be something extra, something extra liturgical that we invite secular people to because the, the liturgy is so outside of the norm of their experience. You need to invite them to something else. And so now, we, like I said, we have this Wednesday night fire pit. We have just a beautiful campus there in L.A. where I can invite people, hey, just come hang out. You don't need to come to liturgy yet. You know, you, you'll want that eventually, and you, you'll want eventually, hopefully, you want the sacraments. But, but in the beginning, you just meet people out. And in L.A., as I've said before, like you, you don't share your phone number. You share your Instagram handle because that's where people, they can DM you if they want to. You know, they can be in touch. Um, but it's, it's a safe place so that you don't, you don't, you know, you can block people, et cetera. Um, but it was, it's so easy when you get talking to someone at a bar or a coffee shop and then they say, you know, this, I've never heard the church explain this way. I've never heard Jesus explained with so much love or whatever, you know, whatever we try to do in these moments as evangelists. And then you can just say, well, I have a podcast and I would, for the first you know, six months I was there, I would say, check out Catholic stuff you should know, you know, but I was like, but I'm not on it, by the way, like, like, but these three amazing men, these three amazing priests will be doing their thing. But I, I thought I need to do something. So there was another way of sharing, um, not only with Catholics who want to see priests happy, which I think is, is what many of our listeners see. They see happy priests, they experience happy priests. And that is, mm-hmm. is kind of so rare. Um, but then for those who aren't Catholic, now they're seeing, they're seeing the faith explained by, by young, normal, orthodox priests who truly love each other, who love their celibacy, who love their ministry, who have all the, the struggles everybody does. Um, and I think we just need to remember that this is truly a light. It's the light of Christ. It's not us. And, and, and the, hiding under a bushel basket would be actually squelching the grace of God as it shared. Um, so this podcast has been a lampstand, a real place to, to put that where everybody can find it. Anybody have, has access to what we're, what we're trying to do here. And, and the Holy Spirit will guide people to that lampstand. Um, so they'll see what, we're, what he's doing through our voices and through our, our, our persons. Nice. Yeah, the 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 lampstand it's like um I know you're talking about like our our friendship generally and our um our mission, our passion for Jesus, our love. Um things that you can kind of like 
you look at a priest from preaching from the pulpit and you say, that's his job. You know, that's what he's prepared this thing and he's a professional and he's supposed to talk like that and everything. And I think it, it, it is, it's a privilege when people get to like peek in and see in your everyday, when you talk to your friends, you love Jesus and it's, they get a, you know, a little peek into that. It, pardon me for getting sentimental, but I'm, um, with the the bushel basket and the lampstand, the thought that I had was um, that when you when you care about people like your friends, you say this person is so delightful and unique, and I really love them a lot, and um, I want other people to know them. I want them I want them to be known really well, and I think that's one of my favorite things about the podcast is because. I know that people know, but probably too much about us, uh, but I want you guys to be known. I love that your voices are out there, that your ideas are out there, that your personality is out there. Spirits are, you know, kind of, um, you know, for, for, for better or for worse, it just makes me like personally happy as a friend that you're known because I think you're worth knowing, you know, like I want everybody to know my friends. And so, um, yeah, that's the thought I had with the, like the bushel basket is I'm like, just happy that personalities can be, you know, put light on. And it's not like we had to jump into the spotlight. I don't think that was ever the intention. And so it's almost like the Lord puts that spotlight on because the Lord loves us as a friend and says, I want you to be known and brings, you know, like these surprises into our lives. I would just add to that the, um, the bushel basket, um, it presupposes that darkness is, exists. You know, and uh, it was about 12 years ago that Mike and I kind of started talking about this thing, podcast. Nobody knew what it was. We didn't know what it was. We we really did stumble into this whole project, but we knew that there was there was a perceivable darkness in the kind of technological world that we were living in, and that there had to be this light that needed to be shining and. Um, I think that Pope Benedict had an instinct of that when he talked about the kind of digital continent and set his intentions. He was, he, he prayed this thing into being. I think we forget that, that like when the Pope is praying his intentions and then all of a sudden we just kind of, oh, okay, we'll, we'll just start this thing that, you know, uh, lasts all these years and, and has these effects that are so far beyond anything we could have ever expected. I mean, the, just the, the regular kind of intake of, emails and stories and friendships that have been formed um this kind of massive community of people that we've we've come to know over the years amazing uh it was because there was darkness and that that light needed to be that that it had to be in this forum it had to be in this in this place and so great image i think but isn't that one of the things that aristotle says about true friendship that you desire for other people to befriend your friend your friend you want your friend to be known you don't just want to bury your friend away for yourself that there is a diffusive nature to authentic friendship that you want others to come into relationship with what you've received and for us it's not just our friendship it's not just we're super cool fun time with buds Um, it's like we actually have a relationship in Christ and we have an authentic um, bond 
through priesthood that I think is captivating to others that's not just you guys have known each other for a really long time or you guys have had some great adventures together and um, they, they, they see it as um, there's something there that uh, they want to share in and uh, they want others to share in that as well. I mean, other people, other people are better promoters of the podcast than we are. I mean, literally, like I, I can't even keep stickers like in my in my bag or in in my sacristy or whatever people come and then they're like oh yeah we don't need any swag we just wanted to let you know like we tell everybody about the podcast i'm like if there's anybody that should be promoting like this like giving out propaganda it's you guys not us so um thank you to whoever you know like actually um you know began the kind of swell of you know hey you should check this out you know, because I don't know who it was. I don't even know what episodes, you know, caught fire, you know, like you can kind of look and see like, oh, we really spiked around these episodes. But in the beginning, I don't, I don't know which one it was. Apparently you guys got Daniel the stylite wrong or something. I don't know. Yeah. Usterman Euster, still annoyed by that. It was probably right around the time when you referred to Bishop Barron's word on fire as turd on fire. That was oh, probably, no. yeah, we had to publicly Beep. recant to that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> that just might have happened. Just brought that back in. That just might have. So, happened. are you going for your scripture? Well, were I had we, it, were, and I were lost we each it. supposed to do one? Because I, I I picked one. You I got didn't one. Know if Why don't you go? I I lost mine. All right, so uh, I had picked out. This is this is like a theme. I picked out a theme verse for the Catholic stuff you should know, and it's Second uh, Corinthians eleven twenty three. Um. It's Paul, and he's. It's this verse says, "I feel like I'm speaking like a madman, yes. <laughs> like I'm insane." Yes. That's it. That's the whole verse. That's it. Second Corinthians eleven twenty three. Um, no, maybe that'll be like Goebbels' Episcopal that motto or something. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, he's already got his Episcopal motto worked out. <laughs> no, no, my my. So mine is actually kind of like a passage uh, or like a section that came to mind, and that was. Um, on Sundays and solemnities, for the second psalm we pray in morning prayer, it's um, a canticle from um, the book of Daniel, and it's only in the the Catholic, well, I like to say that the Protestant Bible takes out uh, sections of Scripture, takes out books of Scripture and sections, and this happens to be one of them. So there's this beautiful prayer that um, the three young men in the fiery furnace pray, and it's all about bless the Lord, praise the Lord. And they sing to the praise and glory of God. Um, and so I'll just read a few few of the verses and then you have to kind of like kind of guess the rest or look it up or whatever. It's from Daniel 3. Remember, these guys were just thrown in the fiery furnace. And the, the Hebrew scripture has accounts that they were singing and dancing and that there was a fourth character there, like an angel with them, but it doesn't really say what they were singing and dancing. So then the Septuagint, the Greek version, um, also had the song that they were singing, and it was a prayer, and it says, bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord, praise and exalt him above all forever. Angels of the Lord, bless the Lord, you heavens, bless the Lord, all you waters above the heavens, bless the Lord, all you hosts of the Lord, bless the Lord, sun and moon, bless the Lord, stars of heaven, bless the Lord, every shower and dew, all you winds, fire and heat, cold and chill, dew and rain, frost and chill, ice and snow, 
um, dolphins on all water creatures, birds of the air, beasts, um, everybody, servants of the, of the Lord, priests of the Lord, bless the Lord. All you uh, who love the Lord, bless the Lord. Um, and my experience of the, um, the joys of Catholic stuff over the last 500 episodes, what is that? I don't know, 12 years, did you say? It's been a long time. Um, has been that through ups and downs in my priesthood, but I, particularly through downs, um, being in the furnace, you know, I signed up for a sacrifice. I signed up for a hard life to, to carry the cross with Jesus, to sacrifice out of love for him and for the salvation of the world. I know that. Um, but it gets hard, and I get worn out, and it gets fiery. And um, to have people reminding me constantly, hey, I like your I like your show. Hey, thanks for doing that podcast. Hey, I really liked this idea. I liked this thought. Um, has been an encouragement throughout, really throughout my priesthood. It's like a gift from God. Like, I didn't expect that. I didn't know. I didn't plan for that. Um, but it's been a joy, and it's been a joy everywhere I've gone throughout the world. It's like God's, you know, a voice from Jesus saying, Mike, I love you. Mike, I'm grateful for your your priesthood. I'm grateful for what you do, and what you're doing for me and trying to teach people, trying to sanctify the world. And, um, and in response, um, so there's that, like what I've received, like a huge fruit and just a real gift to me, um, with all the, just all the feedback and, uh, the positivity around the podcast for so long. Um, and then on the other hand, it's like been my great privilege because I think it's like the way that God made my mind is, um, that I wonder about things. And I like to think about things, and I like to try, try to just find God in all kinds of things. And there's so much Catholic stuff that is interesting and beautiful that it's become, in a way, a, just an exploration of how amazing God is and how beautiful God is. And that, the, the expression of which we call praise. And I'm learning to praise. I'm learning to pray that way and, and to offer praise to God. Dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. It's, cold and chill, bless the Lord, how everything in the world and in my life blesses the Lord somehow, and that I can pray that, and I can find Jesus there, and I can see God in, in creation, and I can see the Holy Spirit at work. Um, just trying to sit down and say, God, you know, where do I see that? To prepare another topic. 500 times. I wasn't there for 500, but I don't know, maybe a few hundred, you know, and it never runs out because God is amazing and because the world is amazing and the church is amazing and the people around me and my own heart. And that's, um, that exploration gives praise to God. And I've been learning to pay attention to that. Instead of like, there's a lot of other ways that I can get distracted about life and focus on the wrong things or get worried. I'm a, I, I can get worried and anxious, but this is just like, okay, here's a chance to, to just look, open your eyes and see how good God is, and how interesting things are, and how beautiful, and, um, and then celebrate that with a brother, you know, celebrate that with a friend, and uh, who understands that, like, cares about Jesus the same way, hears the voice of God, sees God in these things, Um, so it's really about praise, what's the um, first principle, Ignatius? Man is created to praise, reverence, and serve God, and by this means, to save his soul, all yeah. the created things in the yeah, earth. Yeah. Oh no, you don't have to do that whole oh, okay, part. Okay, no, yeah. There's more. Yeah, there is more, but that, it's that. It's, it's that we're created to praise, reverence, and serve the Lord. I'm 
I, I'm pretty good at the work piece and call that serve. I'm learning how to praise, and this podcast has been a great means of learning that, and, um, and I'm getting better at it. We, sometimes we pray in the morning as companions with spontaneous praise, and I'm just very awkward. And it's taken years to sort of figure out what to do. But honestly, now I just talk about, I tell Jesus how um, amazing he is. And I've developed that language, almost like a kid learns how to speak, uh, in large part because of the podcast, you know, learning to see, to, to praise the Lord and all the beautiful things that he is and how, um, all the Catholic stuff that I don't know. I should know. I guess that's, I mean, we had a good name that was helpful, but really it's about what I'm trying to learn and what I'm trying to see in God. I think that's a great Im- image of like uh, focusing the podcast around the notion of praise, which I think you've talked about it before in episodes, and um, it's been certainly a, a like a, a major theme of your own life um, and your spiritual journey. But praise is just kind of radically non-functional, you know. Uh, it doesn't really serve a purpose other than just it's just that. And uh, to think of 500 episodes of just giving praise to God for stuff that is Catholic, which means that is somehow nature that has been transformed by grace mm. and that uh, the world changes. The eyes of faith change things. And uh, so I, I, just, I love that. I think it's a great image. I also wonder how many dolphins are in the Mediterranean that that was the, that was the focal. Have you ever wondered that? It's like a lot of dolphins just like, you know, you're hanging out by... Joppa, I don't know, and just yeah. oh, they're just out there. You would know this stuff. Do you know, know. that? Uh, That's true. That was cool. Yeah. When uh, COVID happened, uh, the canals went clean again in Venice, and there were dolphins uh, in the canals. It's crazy. So uh, what I love about that passage, and I didn't really make that connection until you brought it up uh, about uh, Daniel three, is that. Um, at the end, after he says, you know, uh, priests of the Lord, bless the Lord, servants of the Lord, bless the Lord, um, Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, bless the Lord. And what's beautiful about that, <clears throat> and it kind of pairs with what you're saying, is that, um, that those men in the furnace, in the midst of the crucible, in the midst of offering their praise, call each other by their real name. Because everybody knows the men in the, the, the fiery furnace from Veggie Tales as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But, but those guys were named uh, by the Babylonians. Their Hebrew names are um, Azariah, Mishael, Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael. And I would say that like uh, on the podcast, there have been times where I think we see, we see each other's true name like you revealed your true name and uh there are some times that the things that are shared not the french horn you know disclosures folks or the the summer camps with into the backpacking with the tuba um but like when when you say something so honest about yourself or about life and you you almost reflect off of the other through that truth that is not only praise in the sense that like we give God back what we have received because everything is his ultimately, but also like we re- rejoice in that uh, we, are, we are finding our truest identity in Christ. And um, I've learned 
I think the podcast have kept, has kept me at times from falling into false selves um, or from falling into false worship. Um, and it's beautiful like here, like, you know, to actually know like these are the men, these are the men who I've, I've disclosed myself in community with in this particular forum. Um, and I think other people are able to see like this, this is not just the world of persona, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like the world claims a certain degree of um, ownership over us as priests. We don't do this on stage. We don't do this for a studio audience. We, some people tried to actually hire us you know, and be like, we will be your sponsors if you, you know, do something. Like, we're not beholden to our listeners. We are beholden to our bishop who does listen, Archbishop Aquila, thank you. Um, uh, but ultimately, like, we've been given freedom to be our, our, our real selves. And I think that's a real grace. So. And Catholics are, are very bad at praise, or we think we are. I think that's the key. We, we think we're bad at praise. When, when, when you tell a Catholic, praise our Lord, they say, well, that's Protestants do that. You know, that, that they sing song, you know, songs of praise, et cetera. But, but there's something, I love how you said that, Mikey, because there's something about what we do is praise. Because I, I have heard, I haven't listened to the episodes, but I have heard um, that when people will come to me in LA and say, oh, they, they shouted you out on the Catholic Stuff podcast, you know, they mentioned you on there. And, and like that, that, that just makes my heart just shine. Like I'm like, oh, they're, they're still talking about me. I've gone, been gone, but they're still talking about me. But I thought, I thought, I thought you know, there's something, about, there's something about our Lord. He's like, yeah, they talk about me every episode. Like it is praise. Like that, that's why we're doing this is because we're, we're to, to, you know, to make it sound horrible, but like we're, we're giving Jesus shadows every single episode. Mm-hmm. Like that's all, that's all we want to talk about is him. And, and how he's affected our life and, and, and how we process what he's doing in our lives. So that it, is, it is a real praise, whether we'd actually call that or not. So I love how you identified it as praise. And it's so simple to, to praise. It's, yeah, it, it doesn't, it's not hard. It's not stressful. It's not like you have to figure it out. People are coming to me constantly, a lot of young people, and saying, I don't know God's, what God wants for my life. And I say, well, I don't know. If it's praise, reverence, and serve, if you're having a hard time figuring out to serve, spend all your time on, on praise and reverence. If you did nothing else, this is the purpose of your life, right? To just praise God. That's a pretty cool, you know, reality. You could run around with your chi- like a chicken with your head cut off trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. Or you just start praising. Waste all your time that way. It's a pretty good life, you know. So simple. I love that about the praise piece. Well, uh, for me, and I, I really uh, applaud you, Olo, because like, I think this is a great question uh, that you kind of posed to us. Um, uh, in reflecting on the, the coming on to the podcast and everything, um, I really thought that it was just supposed to be one, like um, unique, quirky things about the Catholic Church, um, which is why I did my first episode on uh, capybara, um, eating capybara. Um, but I had to listen to some of your guys' previous ones and it was just like, oh my gosh, like, I don't think I can reach that kind of theological depth, um, or that precision. Uh, that was partially due to the fact that you had to record fast enough before the computer shut off. Um, but, uh, but, but, uh, for me, like, uh, one of the first episodes that you guys did that actually made me intrigued and listened uh, was the one on Rhesus Pascalis, um, the Easter laugh. 
And um, so there's a tradition in the church that like you would tell a joke around Easter uh, because we're not we're not sad, you know, like that God has kind of played a joke on us. And that's part of the reason that's part of the thing that I think the podcast has grown out of. Like, I think the podcast is a fruit of the resurrection and one of the fruits of the resurrection is joy. And one of the signs of joy is laughter. Um, and so the, one of the funniest lines to me in scripture, one of the funniest events in scripture is when Jesus appears to the two disciples as they're walking to Emmaus. And he asks that question. Um, what are you, this is in Luke 24, 17. He says, what are you talking about as you walk along the road? Like what's going on? So as they're walking, they're talking and he draws alongside of them. And then he says, what are you talking about? And so much of what we experience is just like, what is currently going on in our lives? Like, I'm always amazed that uh, we have things to talk about because events are continually happening. But there's also like a a ticker tape going on in our hearts that like something's, something's moving and God actually wants to know about that and get it out. So he asks the question, what are you talking about as you walk along? And then one of them, looking sad, looked down, named Cleopas, answered him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the kind of things that have happened here in these days? And Jesus said to them, what sort of things? Like, and he knows already everything. I mean, he's literally the, the actor, the main actor in the play. And he wants you to say, yeah, tell me more about that. And when we, when we actually like uh, hear what sort of things, there is an elucidation about what we experience, but I think it's nothing compared to what God like knows about what's actually going on. Like, like God's like, hey, did you, did you hear their last episode on forgiveness? Like they got like a few things, right? But like, like he actually wants us, just like with the praise, he actually wants us to stammer and come to some explanation, but we can never get it all out. And then ultimately it's Christ himself, whether through prayer or, you know, just our walking with him where he instructs us. But it's that conversation on the road to Emmaus that to me is like, that's life changing. Um, And that's where I feel like the podcast is at its best when the dialogue encounter the, the the dialogue that's happening in the culture encounters the risen lord and then when the risen lord encounters that dialogue um their hearts burn like their hearts burn within them and like you were mentioning like some of the people that we've met and um i don't know like uh there are there have been a couple people that we've encountered at seat conference um at the la congress um What's that? Benedictine College. Benedictine College. Yeah, like, I mean, when I think about our encounter with them, like, I've been transformed and they've been transformed, but it's not just, like, it was really cool meeting those people. Like, I'm actually thinking about the children born from those people. So, like, that that family from uh, Sycamore, Illinois, who entered RCIA and now are baptizing their kids Catholic. Like to me, like to know that generations might actually return to glorify God because of what we have done. Um, 
heaven's going to be amazing. Um, and anytime we started thinking about the numbers, John can attest to it. I would get really freaked out. We'd have these board meetings where we would talk about our blueberry ratings um, or something. And I'm just like, I'm like totally freaked out that like there could be 10,000 people listening at one time. Um, but when it's like, I'm able to allow those 10,000 people individually to encounter the risen Lord. I'm like, man, that'd be awesome. So that's the one I had. I think, uh, Mike is our, uh, token exegete and he can tell us the Greek, but I, I think the, uh, the word, the verb that is used as they're speaking on the road to Emmaus is like balane, like they're throwing words at each other, mm. uh, which is to me pro banter. You know, yeah. So that's, uh, hey, that's right. Uh, just putting that out there, oh, boy, okay? Greek boy, putting that out there. It ends. It ends a long debate between pro banter and anti banter. So you know, I love when um, any time in the scriptures where there's um, well, just the kingdom of God is for the children, and I think of like at camp or you know, with among families or just generally a parent delighting in here hearing the kid tell them the story you know what happened to you today even if they know it's just fun to hear the kid talk, talk about it to hear their perspective you know and i think yeah jesus cares he wants to know he wants to hear how do you how do you receive what i'm speaking he's the word and, and the word is like clear and true and everything and we can kind of receive it in our own way and that he, that's even part of the mystery of souls and of particular people and the genius of um you know a heaven full of billions and billions of different perspectives who could say about jesus about the same jesus about the same salvific mystery like what happened what happened to you and um i love that thanks for pointing that out well if i can round this out here we're at an hour but uh if you can you know, we this didn't is a 500. We Let's didn't go 500 minutes. Let's go 500, 500 minutes. 500 minutes. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll share two verses here that I think tie directly into uh, what the guys were talking about earlier, and especially, Mike, to what you were just saying here. So this is, uh, this is one from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians, and this is right out of the Focus uh, playbook. So chapter 2, uh, verse 8. You know this. You had to memorize this global back in the day. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our very selves, because you have become very dear to us. So this is Paul saying there's some intrinsic connection between the sharing and the communication of the gospel, the Catholic stuff, so to speak, in its purest and fullest form, and the sharing of the life, the person. Um, There's a lot of places... You know, you could go form.org. You know, you, you, can get, you can get a lot better content distilled, clarified. Word on fire. Word on fire. Word, Word on, on fire. fire. Um, but even that, I mean, barren is, you're getting, you're getting barren, and that's part of the appeal. You know, you're getting the man. I, I think as we move in more and more into this post-Christian era, um, in a, in a radically secularized and ideological world, L.A., you're ahead of us, you know, but Denver is not far. We, uh, we, have to, we have to kind of come back to the very heart of what is the Christian mystery. And in its essence, it's the incarnation. 
one of my great memories of early days of the podcast, Mike and I were podcasting in Boulder. We were in the basement, and I remember exactly where I was when he said this to me. We were in the backyard in between recording, and he said, and I, I've told you guys this story before, but he just said, Mike said, John, what is, dis- what is the most distinctive thing about Christianity? And I went on this whole thing, and faith and reason, blah, 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 and he said, no, no, no. Trinity in the Incarnation. And we know the Trinity in the Incarnation. And that's, that's what we're about. That's, you want to know what the Catholic stuff is? It's, it's that. And the Incarnation uh, is something that we just, we have to take more seriously. That uh, the faith is not this kind of Gnostic system that we kind of spiritually kind of plug into through techniques or whatever. It's just, it becomes incarnate within us. Um, and then it gets communicated from within us. It gets incarnate, especially in community, in, in, in life together, shared life, in this relationship that expresses something of the Trinitarian life in its own imperfect but, but real way. And that's what this podcast has always been for me, is that we are not just sharing the gospel, but we're sharing our very selves. Um, and then lastly, to tie into that, and Mike, you already spoke to this, but Matthew 11 on July 14th of this year, I celebrated 20 years as a Christian. I had a conversion yeah. to Jesus thanks to a really, ho- a really holy priest who was extremely merciful in the confessional, who I've never seen since. And, and I encountered... And shout out Eric Feltis. And Eric who Feltis. Who was at the Annunciation House. Eric Samuel Feltis, Camp. who prayed over Sorry. me that night Derailed. as I was like falling apart um, in front of the Blessed Sacrament, encountering Jesus 20 years ago. The gospel of that day... And my brother, our brother, Dan Eusterman, preached was from uh, Matthew chapter 11, which was when that, that kind of wild moment when Jesus just kind of pours out in his heart, Father, I give you praise. And literally, I confess you in the, in the Greek, for you have kept these things from the wise and the learned, and you've revealed them to the childlike, such is your gracious will. Nobody knows the Father except the Son, and no one knows the Son except the Father and all those who he, he desires to reveal to him. Come to me, all you who are labored and burdened, and I will give you rest, for my yoke is light and my burden easy. And uh, so I guess to, to kind of the final thought here, and again, I know we're, we're going late, but Catholic stuff is childlike. It's for the childlike. It's not for the wise. It's not for the professors at the University of Chicago. It's not for the people who have everything figured out, the CEOs who are in their top uh, level office building. It's not for the perfectly put together Christian. It's for the broken and the weak and the vulnerable and the oppressed and the confused and the lost. And it's for the simple ones who give praise. Um, And I hope that we've expressed that because I know that we feel that as brothers. And uh, part of the, the, the great gift of this podcast is that we are sharing a life here in Denver, and we've been doing this for a long time now, uh, where we're, we don't have it together, and we don't know what we're doing. And as that great line from Father Tom King, Karonsky's uh, uh, father, uh, as Christians, we don't know where we're going, but we know the way. And uh, something of that, I hope, has been communicated through this podcast and through these a lot of years uh, of recording ourselves talking. Um, and um, we love it. And deep down, we are uh, 
grateful for it, and we're humbled by it. And frankly, I think we're astounded by what we've what we've seen. Yeah. And uh, so we give praise, and we ask God for the childlike heart that can see Him in all things and to see all stuff as Catholic. So, amen. Raise your glass. Amen. Yay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to get the. Well, I got a plastic cup. I was going to try to get the clink. The clink. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers, fellas. All right, should we do shout outs? Happy 500. I'll shout out the um, the folks at Annunciation Heights Camp, uh, particularly a guy named Eric, who was um, kind of the the, the man in charge, the captain of the uh, zip line. (laughs) He told me that he had two reasons why he ever became Catholic and fell in love with Jesus, and they were... Uh, Archbishop Shapu, when he, because he was he's from Philly, and Catholic stuff you should know. Bam. And I was so I, these people feel like really honored to be be like around me. It's weird, you know, or any of us like the fan thing. But I just felt so honored to be around that kind of grace and to be involved in that. And I'm just like Eric, you're cool. I hope we're friends. We can zip line. And um, Archbishop Shapu, thank you for your book. I have really enjoyed it. It's been a re- really helpful for our discussions at this conference. And, and of course, for uh, all of your love and your wisdom over the years, your leadership. Uh, miss you this time, but look forward to seeing you next time. Um, all the people at Annunciation Heights that I had recently said I would uh, say hello on the podcast. So the uh, Seleskis, the Feltuses, the Newmans, and um, all of those missionaries, you're awesome people, and I'm grateful for your, for, uh, for your lives and your work. Keep summer camping. I'd like to uh, shout out. Thank you, Mikey. I'd like to shout out uh, my old congregation here in Denver, Holy Protection. Um, I love you guys. Miss you guys. It's been two years, and I still think of you every single day. I definitely feel like a, uh, a, a father to you that I, I still pray for you every day, and I... I I uh, really just know that our Lord is continuing to guide your lives, even though I'm not the one that's that's uh, leading that ship or, or that shepherd in that way. And I, I love Father Brian Escobedo, your new pastor. Shout out to him, and uh, I I pray for him every day too, as he shepherds your crazy souls that I loved for those 15 years I was here. Um, and also my new parishioners in Los Angeles at the Proto Cathedral St. Mary. Um, you guys are amazing. It have been such a soft landing pad the past two years, and um, the way that I've I've learned how to lead and to guide and to uh, protect and to thrive in Los Angeles has been really incredible. My parish is, is an absolute gift from our Lord in, in so many ways. And our uh, outreach in Camarillo, California as well, um, you guys have been been not only my you know people that I lead, but my friends, absolutely my friends. Um, so thank you. Yeah, shout out to all my, my old flock and my new flock for sure. God bless you. Well, yeah, night, 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 night. I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm really reflective right now. Um, I, I guess the the biggest the biggest promoter of the podcast for me is my brother Mike. Uh, my brother, um, he listens all the time. Uh, he has great feedback. Um, he can tell when we're not in communion. Like he's like, is something going on between you and? Something going on between you and John on the podcast. You're like, oh, and uh, I'm like, yo, you picked up on that, huh? Um, 
Mike, it's because he's a middle child. That's what's going on. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I mean, when I when I think about certain, when I think about certain people that I do the podcast for, um, it, it, it's people like my brother, who um, he never got a theological degree. Um, he was never a focused missionary. Um, he didn't receive some of the same formation that I received. Um, but he is leading his family um, with faith. Um, he loves his wife. He's a great dad, um, and he loves his church, and he wants other people to come to Christ. And if I can replicate what uh, I can do through the podcast with other brothers in Christ, I mean, I know that you know we're gonna we're gonna change the face of the earth, and um, and that starts you know kind of kind of locally. Um, so you know, Mikey, you know, grateful for you and. And for your faith and for the hidden sacrifices that you make, because you've listened to more podcast episodes than I've recorded. Um, so uh, thank you for that. Um, the other one would be, um, oh gosh, I mean, like, I, I don't know why, but like that, that Seek conference, uh, when we were recording with uh, Catching Foxes, I mean, I haven't laughed that hard uh, with in the in the span of like you know dudes, and I don't listen to Catching Foxes, um, but like to me, like there's a kindred spirit that we feel with those guys that it's like we're after the same we're after the same like clientele, and um, uh, like John was saying, like we don't we're not going to be filling the niche market for you know Catholic answers or or these other ones, which are great podcasts. If you want to learn more about your faith, there are other expressions. Shout out to Mike, Father Mike Schmitz. You are number one right now. Like, you're crushing it. We're not you, and we're not going to be you. Um, EWTN, yeah, they're not going to pick us up. But, like, Catching Fox's crew, like, those guys know which Mario Kart character they are, <laughs> They can name three breakfast cereals while guys punch them in the arm. Like, I mean, those kind of guys are like people that I want to be in the trenches with. So, um, yeah, shout out to them. They're still rocking it. I mean, we <clears throat> we have been we have been recording longer than many of these other play, the other ones have been in existence, and we don't receive the same kind of support, like technical support or like content or whatever. Um, and we've drunk a lot more than these other people. But like we're still doing it, and I'm grateful. So you know, to 501 Archbishop Shapio, if you want to come on for episode 501, we'd love to have you. That's it. Yeah, I was just going to Annunciation say, Heights again. I was just going to say for episode 1000, can Ola do a French horn solo? <laughs> <laughs> Already done. Uh, I'm just putting that out there. It gives you a lot of time to prepare. I want to shout out Annunciation Heights uh, Family Camp. No, I want to shout out a lot of the unsung um, companions behind the scene because we, we talk about certain characters all the time. But there's like Father Matt Book, Father Brady Wagner. I don't think a lot of their, a lot of times their names are uh, dropped in this kind of environment. Father Brian Larkin makes it on with his weird accent all the time. Um, but all of these new companions too. I, like I made this comment about how I wish everybody would know my friends. And I, I would say that's true about all these guys. And I wish I could, um, I, especially the guys that I live with right now, I feel very uh, grateful for. So f for uh, Father Dan Eusterman, Joseph Lejoie, Father Jason Wunsch, um, 
and Father Adrian Hernandez and Father Brian Larkin, who's just moved. Uh, God bless you guys. Um, love you. And um, to thanks to all the companions. You know. Two years ago, there was uh, a fallen away Catholic couple that got engaged and planned a wedding. They hadn't practiced the faith in years, and they um, were going to get married on Vail Mountaintop uh, two years out, 2021, um, with no intention of uh, reconciling or working with the church. The bride is from Wisconsin. She goes back, and she's at a event, and this woman, who I've now met, Toady, uh, Toby Newberger, says, you really need to give the Catholic Church one more look, like just one more chance. And so she says, I, I don't know who to call. I, I, I haven't been to Mass or in, in whatever. And uh, so Toby is friends with Father Johnny Burns. And Burns gives us, gives her our contact information. So I started marriage prep with this couple. And uh, they immediately exude the humility, the openness, and the desire that we, all, we just love. You, know? you don't have to have your life together. Um, but if you have those ingredients, like, and, uh, just this last Saturday, I celebrated their wedding in the church and they are faithful Catholics. And, um, I was just amazed. I was just like, wow. And, and I, I, I was able to speak and, and you guys have all done this. And I've heard some of you do this, um, where you preach a wedding and you're like, I, I really love them. I really, I, like, I just genuinely I love who they are, and I'm, I'm amazed at what God is doing in their life. And so to Chris and Addie, uh, who were married on uh, Saturday in Vail, um, and especially to Toby Newberger and her husband Mike, who I had an amazing experience with, uh, who are podcast listeners, um, just to have the courage to just do that, you know. Um, and I, I met the Newberger family, and I spent the weekend with them, and I felt like I've known them my whole life. And uh, they're, they're podcast listeners, they're friends, and uh, they are the, latest, the last example for me of 12 years of just crazy intimate communion and experiences of friendship that are just not, they're not natural. They, they're of something greater. So shout out to all of them, and uh, happy 500th, boys. We made it. We'll see where we go from here. here here's to the next 500. Huh? Here we go. Catholic Stuff Podcast at Gmail. Com. Last word goes to uh, John Leindecker. <laughs> Miss you, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That guy is Catholic stuff. He's this is Catholic stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can listen on Facebook. You can watch online. You can fire off a Roman candle. Folks, we did it. 500. Cue that patriotic music. <laughs>